Welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. You can ask me any questions in the comments or hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, accountants and business experts on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be rolling a poll, so please do engage because I'll be sharing the results for you at the end. This morning, I have some great news uh, to share with you. I'm happy to announce that Artsy Expert has won three awards in the videographer uh, category. Uh, the three categories that they won in are uh, best live streaming video series and best web-based production in both informational and video series. So congratulations to everyone involved and certainly congratulations to the previous experts that have made this all possible. Now, in the spirit of adding value, I wanted to talk to you immediately about three companies to have a look at, three books to uh, delve into, and three principles within the growth mindset framework that I think would be useful for you to start practicing from today. So as an entrepreneur and as someone who is looking to either start a business, scale a business, maybe pivot to a new idea, you certainly need your idea to be validated by the very customers that you're looking to serve. So a company that works really well in that space is Tectonic London, spelt T-E-C-T-O-N-I-C, London.com, and they specialize in validating your ideas. Now, after you have your idea validated and you want to get a bit of traction, one of the things that you need to look at is how you attract the right marketing talent so the whole world can know what you're doing. And that's a challenge I know for many. And I've seen entrepreneurs uh, you know, go through a lot of difficulty in sourcing the right partner for this, and the company Traction have come up with just the right result. And that's T-R-A-K-T-I-O-N dot A-I, Traction, pre-vetted digital marketing freelancers just to help your business. But that's all said and done. Uh, so you've got your idea out there. You have it validated by the people that you're looking to serve. You have a bit of traction and momentum behind what you're doing. And now the Inland Revenue are here to help because they want you to benefit from research and development tax credits, something that I know a lot of you might already be doing, but some of you should also benefit from if you're not doing that. And the company Claimer, C-L-A-I-M-E-R dot I-O, have made that process extremely straightforward. Uh, R&D tax credits made easy, a 20-minute process fully online. And throughout my journey, uh, three books that I thought would be valuable to an entrepreneur in the skills of running a very lean startup, figuring out how to communicate from an efficiency standpoint as you negotiate, and certainly the psychology behind influence and how people make decisions. The Art of the Start by the legendary Guy Kawasaki, Never Split the Difference by Chris Boss, and Influence by Robert Caldini are three books I think you could take away on Audible, or if you like reading physical paper, uh, as some do, then certainly order that on Amazon. Now, in the mindset of uh, growth, I thought that uh, there'd be three things that could be quite useful to start practicing and thinking about, certainly from today. So when I speak to entrepreneurs, one of the things that they often say to me when I ask, what's your plans for next year? What are your growth plans? What are your aspirations? They'll respond to me and say, you know, in an ideal world, or if I had a magic wand, these are some of the things that I would do. So how about having your magic wand to mind? Have the top three things that you could start thinking, if someone asks me the question, I'm able to respond to them straight away because someone might just be at hand to help you today. The other thing is to partner with non-competing companies. 
So individuals that may share your values, share your vision. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say, for example, you started a healthy eating app. You may have a situation that you may reach out to someone who specializes in, let's say, an exercise blog, and they have a wide community of people who support them. Now, that type of individual is very likely to support you because it's a situation that they're, the type of things that their members require, of course, if they're into exercise, they want to eat healthy. And that person may decide to help you for free. So it's a great way of expanding your brand, expanding your business without necessarily spending a lot of money by just having symbiotic relationships. And I love this one. Answer a big question. The bigger the question, the bigger the resolve that you have in terms of the ability to address an addressable market. Because the bigger the question, the more people will be interested to use your product or service. The more people that use that, the faster you grow. The faster you grow, the easier it is to raise money. And the easier it is to raise money, the more you could continue expanding uh, your idea, your passion. Now, in terms of a bit about myself, I'm from a small island nation of Montserrat, better known for the Beatles as they recorded there. We have a live volcano. And more recently, uh, is pursued to be one of the first countries in the Caribbean to be fully green. And as I reflect on my past, the three notable institutions that have had a positive impact on my life would be Imperial College London, uh, where I read my uh, master's in aerospace, J.H. Fleming's, I'm proud to be part of that team today, the financial home for entrepreneurs, and Cornerstone, an angel investment fund that focuses on investing in the BAME community. And over the last uh, decade, I've had the privilege of helping, helping individuals develop ideas, helping entrepreneurs refine, scale, and subsequently exit their business, of course, managing the tax positions along the way, and helping people define their ikigai. Because once you start defining that, the things you love, the things you think the world needs, the things you're good at, the things you get paid to do, the more passion you can have in your business, the more value you could bring to the table in terms of what you're looking to do. And as I think back through my personal history, I think of three things. I think of rejection and failure. I think of leaving things better than you found them. And I think of freedom, freedom of thought. And as it relates to rejection and failure, it brings me my mind, my mind back to the time when I was just finishing my A-levels, topical today, and I was applying for uh, you know, university. I applied for Cambridge at the time. And I remember many weeks, um, months passed. I got my um, offer letter to come for an interview, that is. And the day before, I had tonsillitis. And the most I could do was smile. But true to form, I went. I took the challenge. I went down. And they were asking all sorts of com complex questions down at Pembroke. And I couldn't answer. The most I could do was smile. And of course, I, I didn't get it. And several weeks after that, I then had um, an offer from Imperial to come for an interview. Similar thing, but with a twist happened. So I went and I expected all these physics questions and questions around math, et cetera, as I was applying for engineering. But they decided to ask me a question about how many golf balls could fit in a Boeing 747? Or how many times could you stretch a particular elastic band around the world? I had no idea how to go about answering these questions. And after getting a letter of rejection, I then uh, went about being myself. I wrote an email, I made a few calls, I sent in a letter, and they gave me another chance. And I got an offer, but A-level results came the day that many are waiting for. And on that day, I did not make the grade. So I called again and asked for one more chance. Just give me one term to prove myself. And four years later, I graduated from a master's in engineering. And in terms of leaving things better than you found them is a principle that we practice at Cornerstone. It's a personal principle to me. So at Cornerstone Partners, when a company comes in to pitch to us, 
to present a new idea. One of the things we have in mind every single time is how could we impart value? How could we give them something to leave it, be it network, helping refining the idea, access to market, whatever it may be. Make sure you leave things better than you found them. That could be a home, a relationship. It could be uh, your business, whatever it is. And the final thing in terms of freedom of thought takes me back to my childhood, a six-year-old at an airport waving to their mom as she will taxi down the runway in a plane as she went off to college in Trinidad, the southern part of the region. And the moment that sticks in my mind is the moment when the aircraft, I could hear it revving just behind the control tower. I could hear it taxiing down the runway. And that moment, that moment just before takeoff is the moment that sticks in my mind because that's the moment of absolute freedom the freedom to fly, the freedom to do anything. And you can do that in your mind, but very few of us choose to do so. So I will encourage all of you today to please ignore this fast lane of the status quo. It's certainly overrated because most of you on this call, I'm sure, are destined for a lot more than that. And I already see quite a few questions coming through. I would not necessarily be able to cover every single question today, but one thing I could promise you is that I will be responding to all your questions, be that via the messaging um, tools that you're using right now or via LinkedIn, you can reach out directly to me. I will be coming back to you um, totally. So the first question I'm seeing here is uh, Ryan from Facebook Messenger. And he says, do you think you need to have a certain mindset or character to overcome failures when you're trying to succeed in business? I love that question, Ryan. I think you need to be persistent. I think you need to be willing to be knocked down and try again, because if you could do that, you would then be able to wear the badge of an expert. Experts are individuals who had lots of failures and kept, got up more than everyone else. Uh, another question here from uh, Leo from Instagram DM. Hi there. When helping your clients develop their business ideas, what do you think is the most important have top of mind to have top of mind to ensure that they're successful? I think the most important thing for me is people. So I believe in people and I personally invest into people. So when I have a, when I have a client that has a great idea and if it's not good and we can refine it, I would do my best to help, is how you bring the resources together. So if you think about some core ingredients of business need, if it's a tech business, you're gonna need someone who's technical to develop the idea. They may not have that person, I might do or someone I know may do. You're gonna need other people to know about it in terms of marketing. So the partnership type arrangement, I work very closely with some of the top accountancy firms in, in the UK, some of the top law firms, just use the resources we have to network. But I think people, uh, for me, is the most important thing. The questions are coming through thick. I love it. Um, Kurt from Twitter DM, hello, Royden. Do you have any advice uh, with staying ahead of the curve as a small business, as more and more of us are getting back to work and competition is fierce? Yes, I do. I think it's very important to think 10 to 20 years ahead. Think about where the, the world would be that far ahead. Because one of the things, if you look now at the companies that done well during the COVID period, you'll realize those are the companies that either had really good logistics in place because they were thinking ahead. Those are the companies that had really good systems in place. So working remotely, they could switch on straight away. So there's go at home, the systems already set for that. And try your level best to think about are you adding value to your target customer? So I would actually reach out to my customer base and ask them, what are the things that you really love about what we do? I know we have a lot of competition, but what do you love about us? And as you're one of our loyal members or customers, or however you phrase it, what could we be doing better? Um, another question here from uh, 
Nasma from Facebook Messenger. I have what I believe is a great business idea and is now looking for a business partner. I want someone that will be equally invested in the beginning. Uh, do you know of any forums, events where I can meet a potential business partner? Wow, challenging one. Okay, so uh, as I rock my mind, I would think Smart Tribe. So check that out. Smart Tribe is a, uh, a network that is, is a really cool startup backed by uh, Antler VC, another cool venture capital firm that you guys should look at, which is um, running a business from zero to seed. And I mentioned that because it's relevant to you. So if you have a good idea, they do take the top 1% of ideas. But if you have a good idea, they could be a venture capital firm that could back you right from an idea stage to bring it to fruition. But Smart Tribe will be able to connect, connect business people with academics. The perfect match in terms of a co-founder, Shelby, coming in from Instagram DM. Good morning. It was interesting to hear your story about Cambridge. What would you say your key takeaways are uh, from that experience in your life? <laughs> never give up. And I don't ever give up. Uh, because in life, I think that most people, most companies are very short term. So you see success or failure based on a very truncated timeline. And what I mean by that, as it relates to Cambridge, as an example, one of the parts that I didn't talk about uh, is when I finished Imperial, I got accepted to Cambridge to do an engineering doctorate, um, but chose to go into the city instead because it was in the heart of the credit crunch. And I, I thought it was wise to um, get a job at the time um, because, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, sometimes you can be overqualified for things, but it was really important to never give up. That is something that I think uh, is really important. And the other thing that you could do is to start documenting the things that you want to achieve in your life. Because most times we go into conversations, most times we uh, meet new people and they ask you about yourself. Most of us as human beings could only talk about the job we do and not ourselves on a deeper level. So if you have a clear idea of some of the things that you know, you're now sitting 70 years old or older looking back at your life, what are the things that you're most proud of? and work towards them with a bit of passion and a gusto. Um, live from Facebook Messenger, morning. Are there any books you're reading at the moment? What are they and how are they helping you? Yes, hang on, watch this. I'm reading this one. So this book is more than a job and it's about creating a portfolio lifestyle and is by Jani Rubri. And the whole idea of this book is that it's bringing more to life than just business. It's bringing more to life than um, just your work. So it's having more of a rounded life. So, you know, most people aspire to that glorified day when you retire. Um, and then after that, what do you do? You don't know. So it's about like having right time to balance with family, right balance with business, or you could have multiple businesses because having multiple streams of income is sensible, having the right time relaxing because burnout is becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, so that's something that I'm reading right now that I think could be um, really, really cool. Uh, another one coming in here is Pablo from Twitter DM. Hi, Royden. With Tectonic, uh, will Tectonic help identify if you are truly helping to solve problems for your customers? Yes, they will. And Pablo, if you reach out to me on LinkedIn today, and to any of you on this call, reach out to me today on LinkedIn, and I will be feeding back to you on your businesses directly, and that's just something I'll do out of goodwill. And I'll also be putting you, Pablo, in touch with Nana, Nana Parry, who is the CEO of uh, Tectonic. Uh, Kieran from Instagram DM, thanks for your talk so far. I love your energy. <laughs> Thank you. Is there an individual in the business world that you look up to for inspiration? Who is it and why? Guy Kawasaki. I think he's totally radically cool. 
Guy is an individual that is, um, he is an evangelist. He was the first evangelist for Apple. Uh, Guy works very well with Canva, uh, is one of the evangelists there right now. He is just a great mind in terms of the entrepreneurial journey and the race to zero. Because when you're starting a business, it is important to maintain a really lean approach to that business. It's really important to start figuring out how you can run your cost to zero. And look at a real life example. Let's cast our minds to Estonia and let's think of the company that we know today as Skype. They started with old service, like all ex-Soviet type machines, and they built a company that is at the heart of many of our lives today. So, um, you know, Guy Kawasaki in terms of how he thinks and approaching a startup is really cool. Hi, Royden. What made you want to create a company like J.H. Fleming's? I like that. I really do. So J.H. Fleming's is a wrap of, um, you know, my history. Um, and I have an amazing team that I'm only a small part of, right? Like you should meet the rest of the team. They're way cooler than me. Um, so I grew, I was born in Fleming's village in Montserrat. I grew up in Jean Hill in the British Virgin Islands. And that's where the name comes from. And I realized as I, um, you know, I thought, so if I step back in my career, I used to work with like bankers, lawyers, et cetera. And then I graduated, uh, you know, probably in about 2000. 14, 15, to be um, working with people in the music industry and entertainment, fashion, film, et cetera. And I worked for someone in a large venture capital firm in London, and that's how I got introduced to the business community. And as I started working with entrepreneurs, I realized that when they need the most help, the private banks, the great names that we all know, they're not there for them. They're not there to actually help companies develop in the way that they need to. Instead, they will wait until these companies are very close to exit to come and, you know, be their best friend and take them to great games and things like that. But I thought that an entrepreneur needs someone to back them right from the outset. And that's an easy thing to say. It's an easy thing for many people to say. But in terms of practical reality, one of the things that we do on a daily basis, besides the normal stuff, you know, like sorting out people's pensions and ISAs and the standard things, if a company needs funding, we will put them in touch with venture capital individuals we know, angel investors that we know, private equity companies that we know depend on their stage. And these are companies that trust our opinion. And we'll put them in touch with them to try and help them to get funding and we'll help them to refine the idea if we need to without any cost. And the reason why we don't charge anything is because if you truly believe in someone and you truly believe in what they're doing, that's not something that money buys. That's not something that uh, you do in exchange for a favor. That's something you do to just back that human being. And I think life uh, is certainly undervalued in terms of the value of a human being and a human mind. And I love seeing creative ideas. I love seeing entrepreneurs develop really cool things because without them, we would not have the luxuries we have today. We would not be able to go to the ends of the world and stay in someone's really cool house we would not be able to just go out the road and press a little button on a piece of electronics made from sand if you go down to this most basic form and be able to get a car pull up and like pick you up and take you to wherever in the world that you want. Without an entrepreneur, you would not be able to find a little secret destination, secret escapes, uh, you know, and disappear to some someplace really cool. So I think that is really important for us to support entrepreneurs right from the early stage along their journey through to exit. So I believe in exponential growth of people as a result is really easy to then start managing large sums of assets when someone moves from an idea 
to then exit at several million, million pounds later on. Message in here from Mel from Facebook. Good morning, Royden. Are there any rituals or routines that you carry out that help you remain focused on deliverables? Thank you so much for asking that. As a team right now, this week, tomorrow, in fact, we're going through our morning routines. It's something that like, uh, we try and use our morning meetings uh, to be really useful to, the, uh, to, the, to all of us as a team. Um, but in terms of me, I make my bed. I like seeing a neat environment when I wake up. On a Sunday night, I would normally uh, put together a list of things that I want to do for the course of the week. But in any given year, I will normally have three things I want to achieve. And those things are not necessarily business. Those things could be personal matters as well. Um, it could be matters to do with family. But there are three things that I want to achieve during the course of um, you know, any given year. And then um, I'll break that down on a monthly basis. And then every week, I have some tasks that I want to do. Now, in terms of the things, like I try my level best to get like three high, highly critical things done in the morning because the afternoon tends to throw up all sorts of variables. And once I get those three things done in the morning, I'm not moving in the right direction. In terms of the growth mindset, it's just about moving in the right direction and if possible, at pace. Um, so I drink water throughout the day. I make sure I wake up early and at a set time every single day. And I try, I'm not there yet, but I try to go to bed at the same time every day. Okay, I have here Ricardo from Instagram DM. How important do you think brand positioning is and do you have any top tips for doing it right? Brand position. So a brand is like your personal identity, but as opposed to you as the individual, we're moving it onto the company. So a brand needs to have focus. A brand needs to have principles that it stands for. It is much more than a pretty picture on a paper. You need to have a big vision, a big passion that you're proud, proud of and you're pursuing. So I think that your brand position is uh, really important. And I think in terms of getting that right, I think you need to know the question, the big question that you're trying to answer and make sure the world understands that that's the big question you're trying to answer. So if you think about the, um, the logos that are out there, um, if you think of, let's, let's use one that um, um, I'll go as far as saying relatively confident all of you on this call would have used uh, in the UK, that is, over lockdown, uh, which is Amazon. So if you look at the Amazon logo and um, you look underneath, you see the arrow that goes from A to Z. So everything um, that you could think about in the alphabet, once it exists and has a word, they're going to try and sell it on Amazon. And they set out on a mission to um, not only be able to bring goods and services at your fingertips uh, really quickly, but to also have one of the most extraordinary customer services in the world. And AO is quite similar with that as well. So if you ever uh, you know, speak to someone at Amazon because you know, a, a delivery went bad or whatever, they're known for that. And of course, they have a lot of other connotations with them as well, but those are some of the positive things about them. And in terms of um, doing it right, I will look for a, a marketing expert, a brand expert that has experience working with startups so the price point is sensible to you, but more importantly, they have the right methodology of asking you the right process to bring you out and display it through the business. So what I mean by that is when someone looks at you and they look at the business, there's an alignment. There's not a misalignment. Uh, of thought or indeed action. So Ricardo, if you reach out to me afterwards, reach out to me on LinkedIn. 
I'm going to put you in touch with a guy called Abu Akwa. He is like genius. And he'll be able to, he worked with a lot of startups and he'll be able to help you. Uh, Jenny from Instagram DM. How can I apply for funding from your BAME fund? Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, so go on to Cornerstone Partners, so C-O-R-N-E-R-S-T-O-N-E, partners.co.uk, and there's a form on there where you will submit your idea, you'll submit a summary of what you're doing, and um, we will be in touch with you. Probably my colleague, one of my colleagues will reach out from the investment team, and they'll go through your idea, and um, we'll go through the criteria as well. And then uh, in terms of the stages after that, they'll certainly be explaining that. But Jenny, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn today, I could talk you more through that process and just make sure that you have your pitch deck and all the things in the right frame in order to uh, submit across to us. Uh, Simon from Twitter DM, what is your favorite business investment to date? <laughs> okay. Fine, I'll accept your challenge. Uh, so my favorite one is a business that we're still working on, actually. It's a business that I'm working on for a client of ours. So one of the things that we do is to develop ideas as well. So a client of ours may have, because we cover entrepreneurs and um, sometimes serial entrepreneurs, they may have some ideas that they want to get off the ground and we'll build them in-house and help them to launch the idea into the actual world um, once they have the resources to do so. And I'm working on a new jewelry brand. Um, so it's sort of like mid-market jewelry brand. Uh, it looks really cool and um, is able to uh, repel insects and mosquitoes and stuff because he has integrated essential oils. Uh, so it's a really smart um, you know, piece of jewelry, but it's functional. So it's beautiful, but is also practical. Um, so I really like that business. Another business that, um, um, actually, a business that Cornerstone invested into is Tectonic, and I spoke to you about T-E-C-T-O-N-I-C, um, and I love I love the business because I love the founder and I really love the team. Um, Poppy from Facebook Messenger, would you ever go back to university to learn something? Yes, I would, but not to learn a subject, learn more about people. So um, I always had a desire to go to Harvard or Stanford or one of those universities to collect a bigger network because the bigger the network you have, the more impact you could have in society. And those are really cool institutions to pick up networks. So I'd love to do that. I um, also would love to do uh, an MBA as well at some point. And that's to just learn more of the science of business because I, I, I learned a lot of what I do through just practical experiences, doing enough of it over a long enough period of time. Uh, that's something that I love to do. And um, there are quite a few, um, you know, online apps that you could be using uh, to, you know, do an MBA. So Jolt, J-O-L-T, which is the non-MBA program, teaches you all the cool tips and tricks about business um, for about 80 quid a month, something like that. So check it out. It's really cool. Um, now, poll results. This is the big thing. Cool. Poll results are in. And one of the things that we've asked is is now a great time to start a new business. Okay, 50% of you said you think now's a great time to launch a new business and 50% of you believe that is not. Okay, so here's my challenge for you today in terms of going to look at um, some research. Um, so if we think about um, businesses and we cast our minds way back and we go to 1929, Disney, the company that brought us Disneyland and also the Avengers, if you're into that, and it started during the Great Depression in the US. If we bring our minds forward uh, to the 1950s, 1953, 
Um, Burger King, which some of you love, some of you may not, uh, started in 1953. CNN in 1980 was another crisis moment. But if you come forward to the credit crunch, we have Airbnb, we have Zoopla. If you bring it to the UK, we had WhatsApp started a few years after that. 200K, now over 15 billion. Um, we had Square, uh, and the list could go on of companies. Revolut that started during this time because during a time of crisis, you now have individuals that are unemployed, um, they've lost their jobs, you know, and it's, it's a tough time for many. So you have uh, people who might have ideas that they never had, um, you know, the security to try. But when that security gets taken away, you have no choice but to try it. So you have entrepreneurship of necessity rather than entrepreneurship of extravagance. And that's where some of the greatest ideas are formed. So I will challenge you today to have a growth mindset and start jotting down the ideas that you've got and start figuring out ways to execute them. And I'm more than happy to be part of that journey. Um, so if you have any other questions, please, I'm so sorry I couldn't cover everything today. I'll, I'll really enjoy this. Um, get in touch with QuickBooks support team on Facebook or reach out to myself on LinkedIn. Search for Royden Graves, that's R-O-Y-D-E-N, surname G-R-E-A-B-E-S. And I'll, I'll get back in touch with you. And coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow, ah, I love this, is Georgia Tuffalo. And she captures the nature's hearts when she was crowned queen of the jungle on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Georgia uh, regularly features on TV. She writes magazines like Hello Magazine and The Evening Standard. And her debut book, Always Smiling, was released in 2018. So you don't want to miss this session. It's going to be amazing. And a reminder, if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community on Facebook, accountants and business experts on hand 24-7 to help you. And don't forget, have a growth mindset because living life in the fast lane of the status quo is certainly overrated. Because most of you on this call, I'm pretty sure, are destined for a lot more if you just put your mind to it. Thank you and have an amazing day. Take care.